the hell do I get the metronome off? Oh, okay. So Five, six, at the top seven, of... eight, one, two, three, four. Let's go. Ah, oh, that's better. Can you just hear me now? No, you're not getting yeah. any counts of eight. Five, six, seven, interview. I want to be wrapping the whole yeah. interview. <laughs> Hello and welcome to In The Frame. Today's guest is Amy D. Bartomeo, who prior to the pandemic was starring as Oz, the role that used to be called Meat, in the UK tour of We Will Rock You. Amy was in the original cast of Bat Out of Hell, performing in Manchester, Toronto and in the West End at the London Coliseum. Her other credits include Starlight Express in Germany, Priscilla on tour and in New Zealand, and Myth, the rise and fall of Orpheus at the Other Palace. Amy can soon be seen in the online digital production of the brand new musical In Pieces. I had so much fun recording with Amy. We discussed everything from breaking her leg during a performance of Starlight and how she went from being too shy to call herself a singer to having Brian May approving her riffs in We Will Rock You. Here's the interview. Amy D. Bartolomeo. Yes. You're in the frame. Hello. Oh my God. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Not at all. How are you doing? What's going on? How are you right here, right now, today? Yeah, I'm really, really good. Thank you. Like, the sun's out and that definitely helps. It's wonderful. It's glorious. I know. I've been glorious. for a walk this morning. Nice. I feel like I've got some air. Mm-hmm. I'm like a you. It, it changes everything, right, when the oh sun's out. Oh my God, out. everything. How have, you, how have you been these last... 12 months because obviously you were in a show you were well I will talk all about it but I know you were someone who really wanted to make that step up and start mm-hmm. playing roles and to mm-hmm. be playing Oz in your rock you okay mm-hmm. I saw you in, in <gasps> Glasgow last Christmas and it was incredible oh my God. um so it was such an amazing high and then obviously to have that taken away is it's so hard but then you know you've had other projects and kind of I guess you know we'll talk all about in pieces you've had other things yeah. come along which may not have happened if it wasn't for yes. this really difficult time mm-hmm. that we're in so how have you digested and dealt with all of that I think I I went through like I'm sure everyone else has like gone through this whole roller coaster of emotions so at the start it was like oh this is nice I just moved into my new apartment so it's just going to be a couple of weeks start decorating um that's great and then I'll be back on tour fierce can't wait um and then when the reality set in um I think it was when the email like finally came it just like really hit me and yeah it's I honestly honestly found it really really hard I found it really really hard because I've realized along the way which is great um I've like never stopped running <laughs> like I don't know how to I only know how to relax and have like uh lie down read a book enjoy the sun time when I'm in a job because then it's like my mind settles and allows me to have that time off but being in control of your own schedule without having auditions come in and then slot in your life around that and yeah I just found that really difficult but the minute I started going the minute I 
had that moment, allowed that moment, because that's so important, allow yourself to feel those emotions and listen to yourself. Um, I like applied for this. I was like, right, what am I going to do with this time? Like I'm going to grow. I'm going to improve. I've been out of a job before. It was definitely out of choice, but um, I've been in a space before where I wanted to, that was when I was taking like the moment of, right, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to only audition for like strong alternates or like leads, I hope. Mm. And I'm just going to take that leap and I'm going to turn things down and I'm going to keep going. Obviously, you've got all the auditions coming through and there was gigs I could be doing, but I've had that moment. So I just remembered back to that and was like, right, okay, you can still create. You've still got your voice. You've got this time. Um, The industry, we are all that's what I love about what's happened to our industry. We're so connected and we've Mm. all gone through this together. So like realizing that and enjoying that and reaching for each other and holding, like being there for each other and like, we're all available. So let's do things. Like we've actually got time and we don't need to be on voice rest or anything like that. So that's exciting. You'll be putting out covers and videos and doing stuff. (laughs) And I'm sure people are just filming. Oh, that's a whole (laughs) And like I can see microphone, you've had to like learn how to use sound equipment, I guess. And like become a producer. (laughs) Yeah. I did this like amazing acting course. Mary Doherty, who's in Come From Away, she um she has this incredible um acting course and I managed to do that through lockdown. Um, so it was 10 yeah. weeks and we're going to start back and do a second like advanced course now. Um, and that helped me because I connected with these incredible humans who knew friends. Um, and oh God, that was so inspiring. Every single class felt like a Netflix series. It was like, wow, wow. these people are insane. So that definitely helped. And the minute I started going, oh, okay, I can. I mean, me as a person before lockdown or whilst locked down, I just needed to stop being shy. I just needed to stop stopping myself from... Early in your career, was that something you were yeah. saying guilty of is almost the wrong phrase, but were you quite a shy person when you were starting out and coming through I the just ranks? couldn't sing in front of people. And for some reason, I said it in front of, the, like, I've said it in front of people, like, I found it hard to say, <laughs> I'm a singer, but I've been paying my bills <laughs> with singing for years. So why am I finding that so hard? Like you're not finding that like real um, self-love of, it's not like being big, it's not being big headed saying, oh, I'm a singer. This is what I do. But I don't know if it comes from, I think it comes from my past, like when I was little, but um because I trained as a dancer. That's how I started. And then didn't you then get told you'd never dance, dance again? again? Yes. I've done my research. You did your research. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yes. So, okay, let's discuss. So when you were, so when you were growing up, was like to dance, was that your life? Was that yeah. the goal? That, that was, was six days a week. That was um, go to What were you school. doing? What was your like, what was your schedule? Like, no, Just, like. Every like, night of the week I was a dancing from five years old like to ballet, tap, jazz, like yeah. everything. BTDA, so it's British Theatre Dance Association, which are, um, they are located in Leicester and then RAD. Um, Where but, did you grow up? Why did you grow up, by the way? 
I was in so small town girl, Rudely. Where in the country? It's mi- the, the Midlands. Like, okay, Midlands. Like in I should like, probably talk no like that. Yeah. <laughs> you're like that. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. here for it. I am. Um, yeah, I love that accent. It really like makes me so happy when I hear someone with like a Brummy Wolverhampton Canuck, like it's so yum yum. It is. It's so warm. Accent. Yeah, it's so 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 lovely. Wait, sorry, I've like I've I've like diverted you so much. Sorry, no, so you were don't doing, worry. You were training, you were training, you were doing dance like all the time. Then what happened? At what point? I did, did that... have a singing teacher then, Annette. She's amazing. So I was classically trained, um, but it was just something I could always dance in front of people, and I don't know if it was because you can kind of like it's an expression through the whole of your body, like all of your limbs, and you can close your eyes and feel the moment. When I realize that you can do that in singing, it's not about standing and vocalizing. It's about being in, like, enjoying. Yeah, when I grew up, when I realized myself, like, that's when all of that came together. But I, yeah, trained as a dancer. I got into lanes, um, which was the dream school. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. I was at Stafford College, and I remember sitting in the... um, the, the teachers do you call them teachers yeah we'll call them teachers um their office and just sitting in the middle of it and just crying just holding the letter and all of them just looking at me like oh my oh. god just wow. and yeah and then to have that like taken away was the best thing that happened it was the best thing that could have happened to me Hi, I'm Marcus Mazel, host of Past Present Feature, a filmmaker appreciation podcast showcasing new festival releases and the past films that inspired them. As a filmmaker myself, I started this podcast with the intention of building community while talking shop and to show love to past cinema that sparked a new wave of filmmakers to create the films of the future. Please like and subscribe to this podcast and follow us on social media at Past Present Feature. Thank you for listening. Let's roll it. Wait, so did you have, so you had this injury before you'd started at Lanes? I had an injury, but it made it 20 bazillion times worse going into the whole Lane schedule. Like, um, I was only there for like two months, three months. Right. I met some amazing people and was so um, inspired by some of, oh my God, the people at that school. But it actually made me, um, made me sing in front of people. So I was like, okay, so I've got no choice now. Um, I'm 18. If I want to be in this industry, how are you going to be in this in, in this industry? Okay, you, you're actually going to sing. You have to sing in front of people. I went to a music school for a really short time. That was really great. I didn't, I, I found it hard to express myself through writing mm. because I was never used to that. Like as a young person I'd always danced and that's how it expressed myself um so I found that difficult but it was a great start for me because then I got into Conti just for a year um and I owe everything to that school oh my god the teachers my agent when I was there um yeah shout out to Ian Brandon and Anna my agent they were just sensational at this point were you belting by now yes so those are the people (laughs) that were like keep going, keep going. And I remember one of my teachers made me stand in the corridor of the school 
and was like, keep going, keep going. And at that point I was like opera notes, like full classical, but they just, it just, it was just like a release. And what was fabulous was there was just three of us in a class and I was doing like seven singing lessons a day for a year. And it was just me and these wonderful, my two friends. Um, so that was really comfortable. It wasn't like uh, swapping and changing of like groups of 15 different students constantly. We had that like mm. safety. That's and very I, special. Yeah, it was so special. Like, obviously you don't realize it when you're in the moment, you just totally enjoy it for what it is. And then when you step out of it and I look at it now, and I always say this when I teach like workshops to kids and stuff, you don't have to do three years. Like if something happens or you can't afford it or anything like that, you can still work in industry and be a professional without doing three years at a school. I would have loved to have done three years, but like Starlight was also the biggest learning. I think that's really important to say. I think from doing this podcast, I speak to a lot of different people who have all different roots in this Mm -hmm. industry. A lot of people who don't even go to drama school or, you know, like you say, who didn't do their three years necessarily and they thought that's what they had to do. Mm -hmm. So it is important to remember there are different paths and everyone has their own way and it's not a right way or a wrong way and you shouldn't be hard on yourself or give yourself these expectations because there are, you know, a lot more people than you think have kind of winded their own. And it's never about comparison. And I mean, I'm still learning that now. It's not about comparing your paths in any way shape or form whether you're like 50 years old or whether you're like 18 it's all different but you become the artist that you are and the person that you are because of your journey and embrace Mm -hmm. that and enjoy that and don't worry about the future so much just live in the moment more that's Mm. something I really I'm still learning but I definitely know about (laughs) Mm. Ah, because of your injury that pushed you to focus on your voice yeah but however, that that doctor wasn't right because <laughs> you have no. danced again. You've danced a <laughs> yeah. bloody lot. Yeah, since. yeah, yeah. And My I don't, God. I don't have that injury anymore. Like it's absolutely not there. Absolutely <laughs> not there. It's so wild. So I think this is why all it is, the universe, man, the universe. So Starlight was the best thing that could have happened to me as my first job. Not only were you dancing, you were skating. But that's why it was good because there was no impact. So it was constant, so it was my hip. I was constantly gliding. There was no impact. There was no stamping or like walking even. Everything I was doing for 15 months-ish because I broke my leg in that contract. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it, again, strengthened my body. I was in the best physio. I was in physio-like college. did you break your leg during a show? Backstage, yeah. I was going from A to B and- Wait, what actually, what happened? I need to know. Like when I think about it now, it's what I like. It's a great story. Story. Time. What were you? What were you on as that show? What... It was my first show as Jewel. Right. Okay. And that was the track. I think that was the only. Oh God! All of them was like such a big deal. When you get there and you watch the show and you're like, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, okay. Great. Um, I will. I'll try. But I don't know. Um, and I was, I was cover like Ashley, Buffy, Jewel, Wrench, Volta, Dinah. So, um, it wasn't just like one track to watch. I was like watching all of these girls all around the stage, just living their best. Oh, it was fabulous. Um, but Jewel was the one that was, let's say the most 
concerned about because she had to do a bit of like acrobats acrobatics on her roller skates <laughs> and it was kelly downing who was on and i mean what like what an amazing performer to watch um in that role and like be inspired by she was unreal but she would do this whole like front forward flip and then do a crab and then throw a leg in the air and then fall into splits bam um so <laughs> yeah it was full out um so when I'd, I'd done lots of tracks before then so this was kind of I feel like eight months into the contract maybe seven months into the contract I lived on my skates they felt like my feet they felt more like my feet than my feet did it was the most comfortable but for some reason as I was skating I came down the stairs I just finished my race and I was coming down the stairs and I was just skating on the carpet to my next bit to come back on the stage and there was like a whole adrenaline thing and I was skating really slowly this is what's so wild it was just like a skate 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 and then I remember going in the air and I remember going, oh, bloody hell, I'm going to fall over. Put your arms out, as you usually do, because you're so used to falling over. And for some reason, my leg <gasps> went behind me. And I, <laughs> and I snapped my leg. Like, oh! yeah. And I was stuck. And at that point, I mean, I still am. <laughs> She's got a voice. Like you say, she belts. She belted. Um, <laughs> and I didn't stop screaming because I didn't, I didn't know what to do. And then... Um, oh, my mum heard me. So this, this you've seen the stage. I don't know if you've been or not, but it's a stadium. It's not a theatre. Yeah, it's like a purpose-built, amazing My mum heard me in the audience and was like, oh, for God's sake, Amy, you're a professional now. You can't be, you can't be cheering and jumping for joy because you've done your first race. <laughs> so she thought I was like screaming like, yes, I did it. I'm like halfway through my dual track. I did like the hard race. No, no. Um... And then, yeah, I was like, my head was they on the, stop the show. What happens? No, I don't think. No, they didn't stop the show. Jesus, they don't even stop the show. So I stopped screaming. Yeah, because they didn't need to, to be fair. It's such a huge venue. <laughs> they didn't need to. They just like blocked off one exit. There's so many exits. Um, and then I was on a stretcher and <laughs> I looked <laughs> brilliant. I had this whole starlight makeup on with like, they'd cut my katsu off me so it was like an off the shoulder one leg experience later I'd like it was great um but that was again an amazing experience because I learned so much about my body and what I can it what I can what I'm capable of just like mentally as a person in mm. like str I, I can get through this because I didn't worry about it once and I don't mm. know if that's that 21 year old like oh yeah I'm fine I can do this but I went to physio five days a week at like seven hours a day. Um, and and then was, I was, you, was that you out of the show though? I had five months off and then I got straight back in and then finished right. the contract. Amazing. And I closed his diner. So that was like, it wow. was amazing. Yeah, it's just a gorgeous, what an amazing story. Like an experience from my first job. I will always be so grateful. I learned so much. I met like chosen family and like German, <laughs> love German. I still work in Germany now because of that show. Um, I love Germany. The fan base is amazing of, of that oh, show. Yeah. And yeah, the, the level of talent in those shows and the shows are just so high end. I just think they're polished. The quality. The and, quality. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah. It taught me a lot. It was really good for me. Really but when good you're like show. 
going on as diner and getting that experience. So then, obviously, then you were in like Priscilla Wright and you were getting to go on as the diva and eventually yes. take over as one of the divas. And just getting a taste of these things was that making you kind of go, hmm, okay, like I love doing these, these are the tracks I love doing. I kind of want to, you were kind of getting a taste for it. Yes, that's where I found like my idea of what I wanted to do as a vocalist or as a musical theatre performer. At that point, I just found my own voice and again was inspired by all the divas in the show and my fellow swing um, and also the women that had played those parts before. So like Zoe Burkett, Portia Amare, Emma Linders, Charlotte Ryby. Oh my God, the vocals. So it the what was amazing about that show was the um they would totally embrace your tone your quality of voice like you as a vocalist and then like absolutely enjoy like allow you to just there was freedom there there was absolute freedom there with um the vocals like I, I really sang out and it was great it was wonderful and we could play around in rehearsals with things and then um ask them if because there's like moments in the show where you can do your own riffs and stuff like that which is great and yeah I learned like stamina as well being in a harness and singing those big um oh my god yeah those big vocals was just great like I, and then I went on and I was a diva in New Zealand oh my god that contract was amazing that was like that was like the dream contract it was like waterfalls in the daytime and then like this massive theater which was felt like we're in las vegas it was like got massive columns in it and as we came down we got a crazy applause and we hadn't even started singing it was like oh my god moment and new zealand is an amazing country um yeah, that was so. Wait, cool. question: If 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 I ask you now, well, I'm, I'm not going to. Don't worry. <laughs> but to like give me soprano and classical, could you do you still yes! have that in your voice as well? Yes, definitely, and that's what I mean about when I was in Priscilla. I realized that I wanted to like there was this one part of my voice that I was like so excited about learning and keeping the stamina up with these like belts and these riffs and this tone, and then like Mariah Carey, who I've always loved and all of these vocalists, I could live my best life in that. But also like at the moment, I would love to do something soprano, like absolutely love to do something soprano. I love um, my Italian arias and things and I'd love, yeah, I don't have a lot of um, soprano auditions. So that would be great to even just start Mm. Singing, I'm always saying, in front of more new material, like more new shows for soprano voices yes. that kind of yes. twist them around. I love, I'm always saying, I'm so bored of saying it, but I love Bridges of Madison County with Kelly O'Hara. That's like the best thing ever. <laughs> and I'm here for all of that. But obviously, yeah. I mean, give me a Christine any day of the week as well. Yes. Oh my God. I like that. <laughs> you brought the hair. I would love you literally to. wouldn't need a wig. <laughs> You've got the first Christine to just have your natural hair because literally, <laughs> you <laughs> you've got the. I would love that. I would seriously (laughs) love that. I've literally said that recently. I want to do Phantom. I'd love to do it. Oh my god, I'd love to do it. Um, Wait, seeing as we're like we're we're like going through the shows, then why why are we we going to stop? Bat Out of Hell. I know. I was talking to quite a few people who were in Bat Out of Hell, and they say like obviously Mm. epic because well, you were in it right from the beginning, Mm -hmm. original cast. And when people talk about what they want to do, they're always saying 
I want to create, I want to be part of something original. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously that is grueling. It's really hard work. You're rehearsing constantly and doing shows. Mm -hmm. um, but also I know, I don't know if this was the case when you were in it, but I've spoken to other people who were in the show who were like, there was never a show hardly when everyone was on stage. There's <laughs> people off and the swings are working hard and things with things changing and developing mm. and also having people laugh. It was just, it sounds like it was a lot of hard work for a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. So when you look at that now, I mean, that must've been another massive learning full out experience that was massive and learning for me because it was my first west end job um and it was an original show and it was gigantic it's not like, a normal it's not your gigantic. normal show i mean like teching it must have been insane wild like we were in rehearsals for 10 months we were in rehearsals nearly the whole contract whilst doing the show and it constantly changed um i learned uh what i want out of my life and what I want out of my like career or myself as an actor what I want to do from that job which is amazing and I was inspired by so many people who led that show um but I yeah so I was in the ensemble so I didn't really get to be a part of the creating that much mm. really um I was there you were, for it you were part of things being changed though. yes <laughs> So that was great for me because I'll, if I ever do like, obviously say like in pieces or like Rock You was like a revamp of the show. I, it didn't, it didn't cross my mind at all that anything was getting changed all the time. I it didn't, I'm, that was a great learning curve for me because that was changed so much constantly. Not like it then helped me with other things that get, yeah, new things. Yeah, it was mm. great. Yeah, really, mm. like, oh my god, the the size of the show was it was just huge. It was. Oh my god, I was. Gigantic. I remember seeing it for the first time and being like, "What on earth at the Coliseum?" <laughs> yeah. But it just was incredible. Jay like, like the, mind on the stage. Oh the, my the gosh, opening amazing. scene with the just the tech that was going on was was mind blowing. It was pushing <clears throat> boundaries, and we like to see. Everything. It's nice to see big shows. I mean, when I think back to like. Yeah, other things we've had. We don't see that as many big, big, big things like that. So yeah, that was, was incredible but like to great see. Budget. <laughs> but that was also a moment, right? That was kind of the moment when you made that decision after leaving Bat Out of Hell. That's kind of when you were like, right, right. I know. Time what I to want. Yeah. time for yeah something else. Not and I'm ready for it. Like I felt really ready, like fire in my belly. Um, I think because I'd been non-stop on stage and like oh I was so lucky to go from show to show that there was there was actually no nerves like I was I could just yeah it was just great auditions were just all I was was excited to sing this material that got given um in the room I wanted to just be what they wanted I just I had a really great year of finding myself I did a lot of gigs so a lot of intimate singing and like raw singing which is really good like I love learning how to put your voice in a place where it can sound fantastic eight shows a week um just yeah that muscle it was great and being a part of industry like I didn't know anyone um when I started at all so Starlight I learned Priscilla um Bat and then it was like, right, okay, I've made these. I've, yeah, I've got all this like experience. I'm ready to now share this and sing for people and act for people. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And were really you, like, how did you find 
I guess certain casting directors have seen you as an ensemble person before, and you're like, here I am. Like, did you were how did you how did you find that? Because I guess you you have to have balls to be going to those rooms, yeah. and being like, right, mm-hmm. you need to take me seriously. Like, this is mm-hmm. what I'm here to do. Like, that's a big deal to do that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, totally. I think because I'd had so many powerful women around me, powerful women and men, all powerful people around me, that definitely helped. Amazing um, bubble support. Yes, <laughs> support yes. bubble. God, yeah. ah! this, my language. <laughs> the terminology. Tra- <laughs> um, <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally that. It was like I was living with... Um, to incredible people um all these wonderful people I'd met in these different contracts and also started really diving into the musical theatre world um of just being inspired by different whether it's like Broadway or West End or on tour people my age people much older that have got these careers like I started really diving into wow that whole okay yeah excitement and just wanted to yeah just wanted to sing in front of people because I I was uh, building my confidence in the gigs as well which was great and then as the auditions went I felt really really supported by all the casting directors like they were always wonderful I think mm. great audition like lovely lovely auditions that I got to experience which was and great. I know you did myth and I know that was like a really mm-hmm. exciting job to do something new so and intimate but must have been exciting because yeah. you had done all these and that music massive oh. venues and yeah to do something new and small and with amazing music yes. was exciting but when <clears> did when did we were rock you come along and when it came along was oz slash meet lots of people know her as was that a, a role in your list was that something you really wanted to do? oh did my god it was totally show? on my list but i had no idea it was coming and um it happened in like uh it, the auditions happened in like one day what <laughs> No, like, crazy. didn't have like 20 Just rounds. blindsided me. I was in for, I was doing Prince of Egypt at the time, um, auditions and stuff for that. And then, yeah, uh, that just came along out of nowhere. And it was like in a couple of days or like in, f- oh no, sorry, two, two days. I did one audition um, and then went back a couple of days later, did it again and then did a little dance round on that same day. And that was it. Like how I've, I've, I've been in auditions and done 13 rounds over six months. And then that happens that, that year as well, to be fair. And then that is like, okay, this whole industry. Yeah. It's everything's unpredictable. You can't put too much pressure on anything because you never know what's around the corner. You have no idea what's coming. So this is so good to reflect by the way. I know. I know. Well, it's insane. This is very, very healthy. Having gone through though all of that and having to like change your mental approach and like reassess where you are to then get that phone call to be like, yeah, they want you to be yours. Did you freak the hell out? Couldn't believe it. Like, couldn't believe it in rehearsal. Still, (laughs) like, oh wow, I'm I'm that person. I've never I've always looked at that person, and now I'm actually that person. Like, I've always looked and been like, oh god, I want to do that so badly. Like, I want to be that just working with the creative team and because yeah it was just wonderful and they again supported me like Stuart Morley the most incredible MD um who's been with Rock Q from the beginning um so supportive in our artistry and creativity like there was a moment 
I was thinking about this when I was making a cup of tea a minute ago. There was a moment which you just, these, these moments happen so quickly and they're just, whoa. Um, I wanted to try something different for Only the Good Die Young. And he was like, yeah, like, j- just record it into my phone. He was like, I'm just going to send it to Brian. <gasps> yeah, one sec. Yeah, he loves it. He thinks it's great. Keep it. Yeah, he loves it. And I was like. <laughs> oh my God, what was it? What had you done? I think it was the very, very end. Um, crying for nothing. Crying for no one. No one but you. That bit. Oh my God, why am I singing? It's the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not complaining. Oh my God, but... why am I singing? <laughs> but I always think, I think me is such, sorry, Oz, I need to stop. I need to Get me on my head. Oz is I such love a special, me. I love Oz. Yeah, both. <laughs> such a special role because that song is such a special moment of the show. Mm. And that's when it kind of, you know, it's it's really good fun. And everyone loves your rock and gets these really warm responses. Mm. But then they don't expect to be so moved. And when, you know, she stands forward and she says Freddie after those oh. list of icons. I just got goosebumps. Yeah, I get goosebumps every time I see it. And when I saw it on, on tour in Glasgow, you know, I hadn't seen the show for ages. I hadn't seen it since it closed at the, at the Dominion. Oh and my I was God, yeah. Like, oh, you know, I immediately get those goosebumps. And it's this really like heart-wrenchingly beautiful moment of the show, which people oh, don't expect. And you get insane. to deliver that. Yeah. It's the only time it like stands still. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to do that every night, to do that song, it must have been so, I mean, it's a lot of pressure on one hand, but also so amazing. Yeah, it was just so amazing because I was doing what I'd dreamt of doing all my life. And I was doing it eight times a week in front of these insane audiences always like rock concerts and they're all huge fans yes pressure because they are all in, in amazing fans of freddie mercury as am i um but wanting to deliver those lyrics to them with my full heart so there's the acting part but also there's amy also one really caring about that um yeah I just remember doing it in front of Brian for the first time as well I was literally like two meters away from him and being like and you're right it's just like a step forward moment Freddie and it was just like wow this is happening this is actually happening right now but yeah wonderful he is a wonderful human being oh my god so kind so so kind I had Um, um, Emily Olive Boyd on our other podcast the western frame show a few weeks ago and she was so funny she said when she met brian she was like all right brian or something and she was like why did i say why did i call him brian it is weird though because you're like just your normal self and then you find yourself being like why am i thinking how i'm gonna say hello to someone like why am i overthinking just hi or how are you? Or oh, yeah. it's it's so well. He's a he's a superstar, and he's oh my god, his lyrics and his music as well, just as a musician, are incredible. Yeah, so it was like a a mixture of me as a vocalist and an artist that I'd worked so hard on as myself and this actor um, coming together to do that show and just living my best life, like seriously. Oh my god, I miss it so much. Like I really miss it a lot. And are you hoping? Should, will there be more? We will rock you in your life. Are you hoping? Oh god, like, I hope so. Yeah. With all my heart, I hope so. Yeah, Good. absolutely. The show Good. must go on. Absolutely. Well, I, mean, I would love to have it back in London at some point. I think. Oh, 
wouldn't you I would love to do it in London oh my god I would love it love to do it in London because I felt like like as you're saying oh my god it's so weird that we're just talking about me I want to know about you (laughs) (laughs) oh god no god forbid um no like we're saying all this stuff that I've like been through and like pushed and then like got the role and it's like whoa but um if if you take that I was like oh my god I didn't get to do I don't feel like a lot of people got to see me do it um we didn't do any of the London venues or anything like that and I was so excited especially with that role to do that in front of people um Mm. so I would really love to do that yeah well I'm glad I got to see it I got Ah! to see you do it that was amazing that you saw it in Glasgow what a sick audience and like I know it was mad over Christmas I did a lovely interview with Ian before yeah and then um and then yeah literally live my best life watching real work here again um right I need to hear all about in pieces because this is a really exciting project Louis Mm -hmm. you're producer and director I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago on our other podcast as well and um he is so pumped up about it and so excited about it yeah it's really so when exciting. when did you first hear about it and did I mean I don't know anything I don't know much about it I don't know the music and stuff did you <gasps> did you know much about it you are it? not like, ready the music is so beautiful like what was your first impression when you heard about that this was happening that you could be involved my like I like was in shock because I went to go and do a quick rehearsal for Spotlight on the Future, which is another amazing um, thing that Louis um, produces. And I was singing with this fabulous graduate and he just like quickly said to me, like, are you, are you, are you free? And uh, da, 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 when was it? It was different. Cause I think, were we, was it like a plan to do it? I can't remember, but he was like, are you free on da, 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 da month? And I was like, yeah, of course. And he was like, is your agent still Peter? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, I've got this new musical, but it was so quick. And I was like, what? And I remember calling my boyfriend and being like, oh, Lewis has just told me this incredible situation that I would love to be a part of. So I remember being so excited and then just waiting. And then we would text each other and he'd be like, I'm so excited. And then slowly put, like, put it all together and we did the Zoom together and it came Oh my God. And then we filmed it and now it's happened. It's so weird that it's all done, but oh my God, I'm so excited for people to see it because it's, it's so beautiful that it's the new, it's the new way of musical theater. Um, the way it's filmed, it's gorgeous. So Fabio, who is an incredible eye, um, he's the videographer and he's used two lenses and it's just, I think an amazing way to show live theater, but not just from a front angle. So you feel immersed into it as you kind of would if you've got great seats in a theatre when you've got that energy that surrounds you of the audience and the show flooding into the audience. Um, This way that they filmed it, I think, is going to be really impactful um, in your living room. (laughs) Like you're going to feel like you're watching a piece of live. You are watching a piece of live theatre, but... In, you're in it like you're immersed in it which is gorgeous um and joey Contreras's songs are absolutely like wow i i have two solos in it and i want to sing them honestly for the rest of my life like for the rest of my life it they are so they what so are they like are they, are they like big ballads are they upbeat are you dancing like my, what's this? yeah so like my first song 
The first sign of forever is kind of like a Brooklyn once upon a time moment. Oh, yeah. So, it, but it, it's, it's, I feel like it's longer than that song. Or maybe I'm thinking of my audition uh, cut. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, the, the song is like, she's absolutely totally in love. It's like really Wait, I love it. You're taking once upon a time into auditions with you. <laughs> oh God, I was. Yeah. Oh sure. yeah. That is the best. If I was on an audition panel <laughs> and you were like, I'm going to sing once upon a time. That's when you know, I'd be like, right. Okay. I want to hear the whole song. <laughs> like, yeah. oh. like, yes, please. Let me do the whole song. <laughs> you know, they're going to wait and hear the end because they want to hear that last note. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. Like the, it's, it's totally contemporary um, in the writing and the sound. It's like an amazing mixture of like how musical theater songs could be in the charts, like kind of what Hamilton did. Like Mm. those songs are insane. They could like absolutely be up in the billboard charts. And I love how, um, yeah, definitely these songs and in pieces could totally do that. But also they've got that absolute musical theater heart in them. So you're still Mm. on that journey and it makes your belly go funny. And oh my God, me, Danielle and Heba sing this trio, um, which is amazing. Um, And we were all so supported and there was so much confidence put into us because they were so confident in their actors. And that is like the best feeling to have when when you're in rehearsals, when you're actually doing the shoot. It was a full full team effort of just like pure joy and love and we all felt completely supported and if there was ever like criticism in a note okay we need you to do this and that it was always constructive and always just um just gorgeous gorgeous environment and atmosphere to work in we had so much fun um but But it was really quick was it just like a few days i did it in three days the whole thing. Rehearsal was one day and then we filmed it in two days. Um, and it was all live vocals as yeah, well. Yeah. And singing the same line is another song that I sing, which is with the whole cast. So they're like with me singing and it's so amazing. It's me fulfilling all of my fan- like absolute fantasies as like a musical theatre actress, singer. It's like, oh my God moment that like they're all stood around me and we're all singing together and it was like, oh full joy and heart and yeah the the show is really important as well it's got like um all different types of beautiful people and humans and couples and relationships and so relevant and um so relatable and beautiful and just gorgeous stories yeah important. oh my goodness you've yeah. sold it to me my <laughs> i can't gosh. wait for you to see it I can't I wait, cannot for you to, wait see it. to see it. We'll even just those little clips, <clears throat> the little preview of Jordan Luke Gage. Jordan, oh, smashing it. During that number. I mean, the yeah. energy and the colour and the, the filming. Dancers. The dancers. Oh, the, the energy coming off everybody is. Yeah. It's so exciting. So, um,. I think yeah, I'm very excited to see it, and yeah, I love. I just, I'm just here for new writing and seeing something Absolutely. that I don't know. And yeah. you know, I think during this time, I've seen a lot of um, you know great things being revised and people revisiting old material and stuff, and I love that. But to hear something new and exciting that's mm. really good quality is um, yeah, yeah, I'm totally here for it. Yes, and telling stories now of now of our like real reality. Yeah, gorgeous, really wonderful that it's come out, Um, especially Mm. at this time that we can all, oh God, I'm so grateful. I'm so excited about it. And I'm so, so, Mm. so happy to be a part of it. It's wonderful, beautiful Mm. creation. Mm. 
So how how are you feeling now? Like if I were to ask you, if someone were to ask you on the street, you know, what do you do? Would you just be like, I'm a singer? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> no more being shy. I mean, even in my yeah. Instagram in this lockdown, I have been through... You need to, if you want to be seen, you need to put yourself out there because no one's going to hear you like singing at home. No one's going to know. Yes, you haven't been able to do those performances in London like you wanted to with We Are Rock You yet, but there's a platform you can use and you don't need to be cringed out by it and you don't need to overthink it. You love, what I love is I love seeing my friends. I love seeing people, oh, that I don't know that I'm like, holy moly, you're amazing and so inspiring. So just be a part of that world it's okay yeah, just just yeah, yeah, upload yeah. that video it's fine um mm. so yeah i'm 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 getting there with yes. social media <laughs> what so what kind of things obviously hopefully we, we will rock you there's more to come with that we know there's more to come there but what what are the things that get you excited like because i guess we kind of almost touched on like saying soprano would be really fun but like mm. what are the shows or what are the songs that you hear that make you go oh okay i want to do that i mean i can't say a lot but i'm working on two brand new um, musical theater albums right now um and they are exceptional i'm very excited <laughs> I'm really, really excited about that because I've always, always said I want to be with a show just like in pieces, which I'm, oh my God, so excited about. Um, I want to be in a show from the beginning and I want to have and grow with it and create it and be a part of all that making and the sky's the limit with it. So yeah, the fact that people have found this time to make it work in lockdown, I absolutely love because I'm here for like, let's, let's create, um, so yeah, these two albums are exciting. And also as a, a artist, as Amy, I did, I recorded um, like four songs with a lyricist called Frankie um, and uh, a program called the Recording, the Recording Artist Program, I'm sure it's called. Um, and they asked me to sing on it and that was wonderful because I could go to the studio with them and they're coming out on Spotify um in a couple of months one's actually out at the minute and all proceeds are going to um the teaching hospital um in hull uh yeah the teaching hospital in hull so that's what's it called what's the song what's the song dancing called? in free okay it's beautiful that's what i'm gonna go and listen to after this <laughs> um okay go and everybody's going to search for that um that's really exciting that's yes. really exciting oh my gosh Sorry. it's so i feel so inspired talking to you like literally ah! there's so much that you'll be through and gone through but it's like you're in a really good place it's like really exciting now's that exciting time when mm. the sky's the limit and yeah. who knows what's going to come your way but I'm sure there are great things you know going to yeah come it's all about living in the you. moment isn't it it's learning to not worry about so much about oh my god what, what I want you to be I need to be doing this at this age or anything like that or future or oh but I haven't done that or it doesn't like live breathe enjoy the moment because it's all going to add up to your path and your life and your experiences and the actor you become and the singer you become is because of all of that so I'm all about the journey at the minute yeah enjoying amazing well I cannot wait to watch in pieces I cannot wait to hear all the music on Spotify <laughs> I can't wait to see what else happens hope you see we'll rock you again soon but yeah this has been a total pleasure oh total my god joy. pleasure is mine thank you um, for having me not at all thank you so much Amy thank you thank you 
you can see Amy in the online production of In Pieces streaming between the 23rd and 26th of April via stream.theatre. There's so much hype about the show and Amy and everyone in it looks set to be incredible. I can't wait. Make sure you follow Amy on Instagram at Amy D. Bartolomeo. If you enjoy this episode of In The Frame, please hit that subscribe button and you can also leave us a cheeky little Apple podcast rating and review. You can follow West End Frame on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And I'll be back next week with Joe Aaron Reed, who starred as Curtis in the West End production of Dreamgirls. Thanks for listening. 